You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 107. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I'm your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. How's your summer going? Or your winter? Wherever you might be. How is everything going for you? I've noticed that the stores here have started to put out back-to-school gear. And so that's pretty amazing. And so if you're looking for an, a, a, an amazing gift for yourself or for others, might I recommend my College Success Habits book available on Amazon. It's a great way to get yourself super primed and pumped for the upcoming school year. Develop a growth mindset. Be someone who cultivates courage in themselves. Be decisive. Take action. Embrace discipline. Exercise flexibility. And of course, embody tenaciousness. It's an amazing book. I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. I've actually gone back and read it and been like, wow, this is actually some very helpful material. I would have loved this at 18 to 22. (laughs) Hell, I would have loved it at 27 and 34, in fact. Today, what we're going to talk about is emotional and anger management. Something happened over the weekend where I was reminded that being in control of one's emotions is something that you want to be consistently aware of and monitoring within yourself, especially when you get angry. And I definitely remember, you know, that 18 to 25 range. And for you traditional students out there, then this will definitely speak for you know to you. For those that are untraditional students, you know. I think it's still extremely important because you're off in the workplace, perhaps now you're going back to school, you've got children, you've noticed areas in your life where you still could, now I'll take out the word could because that's that's a blame word. There are opportunities in your life where being aware of how your anger and your emotions can spike, leading you to an emotional reaction rather than a grounded emotional response can put you into a pretty sticky situation. I was performing a U-turn in uh, Ventura looking for a parking spot in order to go to a concert, which, by the way, was absolutely amazing. Vanilla Ice and uh, Tag Team, who sings Whoop, There It Is, performed at a tequila and taco festival over the weekend. And if you remember Vanilla Ice, uh, Ice Ice Baby, it was absolutely just the most hilarious experience ever. And for someone who was um, a teenager and in my early 20s when Vanilla Ice was popular. It was very cool to be able to see him out there perform and DJ and uh, very nostalgic. And at the same time, there were, you know, thousands and thousands of people at this event. And many and many, many of them were probably, based off of what I could just judge by how people looked and, and whatnot, they weren't even born when Vanilla Ice was popular, and yet they were all singing along. So I have no doubt that some of you are very well aware of who Vanilla Ice is. (laughs) So 
um, back to the whole reason I'm doing this as a podcast episode is that as I'm performing this U-turn looking for a parking space, um, I had thought I checked my mirrors. I thought I was in the clear. Unfortunately, I was not in, a, in the process of performing this U-turn. A bicyclist came um, out of my blind spot and I almost hit him and he almost hit me. We both have to take on our own personal responsibility for what happened there. He was trying to go around me on the left-hand side instead of staying on the right-hand side, which was the legal way he should have been looking to pass me, not going in front of my car as I'm performing a, a, a U-turn, uh, which I would not have even begun to be able to see him until I tracked my head around as I was clearing the halfway point of the U-turn. And I slammed on my brakes he slammed on his brakes and he started, you know, yelling at the car and throwing his hands up in, in anger. And at first I was just like, hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then the more he yelled at me, the more I got mad. And because he was just as responsible for that situation as I was. We were both 100% responsible for that situation. And you will always be 100% responsible for your communication and your behaviors in any situation. It's not a 50-50 it's not just what you're taking in, it's what you're putting out. It's how you're receiving the other person's information, where everyone's 100% responsible. You don't just get to say, well, well, if you'd have done this or you'd have done that, because when you do that, you're taking the empowerment of what you could have done in that situation, and you're, you're, you're placing blame on the other person. And as comfortable as that might be, and as good as that might feel for the ego to not have to take the 100% hit on this, you're 100% responsible for your receiving of the information and of your feedback of the information, right? So somebody says, you know, um, you're rude or you're always late and they, they say something to you. Not only is, are you responsible for how you receive that information, but you're also very responsible for how you respond or react to that information. And we've talked it before in the past about how reaction is emotionally triggered and response is emotionally grounded. My first 10 seconds of the altercation was very responsive, very emotionally grounded. The more he yelled at my vehicle, the more he the more he made angry faces towards me, the more I got angry and my lid popped. And he by this point had already ridden probably a good 20 feet away from me, all the while holding on to the left handlebar and looking back and yelling at the car and finally I I, I popped. And I just started pointing at him. Windows up, couldn't have heard me, but my facial expressions, and I was very, I was very articulately yelling, um, that's on you, mother effort, that's on you. And I just repeated that like five to seven times. Um, not positive about how many times because I was emotionally triggered. And when the reptilian part of your brain takes over, that's when the fight, flight, freeze, or sex function kicks in. And we're not thinking rationally when that part of the brain is rocking and rolling. And I, but I know, I mean, and the more I pointed that that's on you, mother effer, that's on you. The more my face got angry, the more my eyes got big, the more my finger points got sharper and sharper. And I mean, I, I popped, I was so angry. It was like, he's, I just I couldn't believe this guy was trying to pass in front of my car while I was performing a U-turn. Like any rational human being in that situation, seeing that should have realized this person's probably tracking the hood of their car, and they're not going to even begin to see me until I until they they get halfway through the U-turn, and then out of the proof fields, I'll finally arrive. If he'd have been three seconds earlier, he was definitely going to have not definitely, perhaps he would have gone over the hood of the car. 
Because when I slammed on the brakes and he slammed on his brakes, he was still a good five feet away from me. So we did a good job. And we both could have just thrown our hands up and been like, ooh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And that could have been the end of it. He chose anger I and, and I chose anger. And then before you know it, we're both yelling at each other from, you know, 20 feet away. And so I, I, I compose myself in this time where I'm pointing and yelling, that's on you, mother effer, that's on you. And I just complete the U-turn and I just keep going and my heart rate's up. I almost hit somebody on a bicycle and then I yelled profanity at them. So obviously in that moment I had a high heart rate, my pupils dilated, blood went to the surface of my skin, the body started to uh, shut down certain functions like digestion and uh, like there's things that happen when the body gets ready to fight that or or flight it's the things the body does to start to pull resources where it needs to go in order to be prepared for what is getting ready to happen and the heart rate and the pupils dilated the blood rushing to major muscle groups shutting down of the digestive system these are things that happen when you get into a fight flight freeze or sex mode and I continue, I finish the U-turn and I, I start to go down the road and I'm, I'm prepared to just release the whole thing. I'm, I'm still jacked up, but I can get over it. I'm not going to, what am I going to do, right? I was going to jump out of the car and, and try to fight this person. It's not that big of a deal. We both made mistakes. Let's move on with our lives. That is not how he chose to respond. He chose to respond back with chasing down the car, down the street, screaming, Hey, fucker, hey, hey. Like, and again, his emotional reptilian mind took over, and now he's triggered. And I don't know what he thought was going to happen whenever he caught up with the car. I, I, I don't know what he thought he was going to do, right? And there's, and trust me, my, when the anger goes up, the, the brain was imagining a lot of things. Do I slam on the brakes, jump out of the car, flip him off his bike and, you know, throw his bike across the street and kick him a couple times? Do I jump out of the car? He dismounts off his bicycle with the speed of Karate Kid. And next thing you know, I'm getting my ass whipped in the middle of the street by some bicyclist, right? Do I throw the car in reverse and try to whack him off his ride? Do I swerve while he's trying to come across the side so that he stops being so close to the car? I mean, my mind is running all of these insane scenarios through it all the while the one scenario it was holding on to with a steadfast grip was just drive away you're in a car he's on a bike there is no chance this dude is going to be able to catch you i did have to slow down to go through an intersection and turn right and in that moment he was able to get close enough that he took off his baseball cap and he threw it at the passenger window almost knocking himself off of his bike while he did this mind you and uh, that was that was it. Once his hat was on the ground, he started circling around it, trying to you know gain his composure, get off his bike, and, and I could see through the rearview mirror that he was ready to just get his baseball cap and call it a day. And I was already, you know, a good tenth or fifth of a mile away by this point. And what this is important, and yes, I'm not giving you the entire details. And in fact, I even reshot reshot this entire episode because I, it ended up being 45 minutes of of me rambling on about emotional anger management. And I wanted to bring this in more succinct and make this much more easily digestible because emotions and anger can run hot. 
right? There's other angers, there's jealousy, there's fear, there's, there's, you know, so many different things can happen. Someone cannot pick up a phone call whenever you're calling them. Someone, uh, you can blow a tire. Someone could hit your car. Someone could do wrong by you. You could do wrong by someone else. There's so many different opportunities in our lives where our anger ends up seething through us and we pop off. And it's in those five to 10 seconds that your entire life can change forever. That moment where he's chasing down the bicycle, and it it was a good 30 seconds for me to get from noticing him chasing the bicycle to turning right and having him throw his hat at the car. In those 30 seconds, if if I had chosen to stop the car and gotten out, I don't know where life would have taken me from that moment, but I don't think it would be as easy as I'm just sitting here right now in my office doing this podcast for you. Someone would have gotten punched. There would have been yelling. There would have been screaming. Perhaps the cops get called, right? If, 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 if somebody does throw a punch, perhaps somebody ends up at the hospital. Now there's cops and there's lawyers and there's judges. And there's a whole life, a whole scenario that's existing over there in, the, in, this, in this matrix of a world I don't have to deal with right now. I get to just have my normal life. I get to just continue going on. Perhaps we have this altercation and the girlfriend and I don't make it inside the tequila and taco festival. We don't get to see tag teams sing whoop, there it is. We don't get the joy of that nostalgic moment when they're yelling whoop, there it is. And they're doing this awesome mashup of ni- of 90s rap hits. And then that rolls right into Vanilla Ice doing his own mashup and singing Go Ninja Go and Vanilla Ice Ice Baby and play that funky music White Boy and Megatron shows up and there's Ninja Turtles on the stage. And it was the most hilarious event. And all of that, all of that could have been just gone in the flash of an eye if I'd allowed my anger to, to really, really grip me and get me out of that car. I don't know what would have happened, but I do know without even, I don't even have to make it up. I feel very, very secure in saying that life would not just be what it is right now. And that's why I'm bringing you this episode in a much more short, digestible form. You are going to come across moments in your life where if you let your anger take over, it could take you a lifetime to make amends for it. it. It can take seconds for an accident to occur. It can take seconds for you to have your anger rage you out so much that you say things, do things, throw a punch. You, things happen that could take you a lifetime to make up for. It could be something that haunts you till the day is long. And I say this because I've done it. In two, nine, probably right around 99 to 2001, probably close to 99. Uh, no, let's see, we went to D.C., the millennium. Yeah, so sometime around 2000, 2001, um, I got a 300ZX, and I thought I was Mr. Badass in Orlando. I was bartending at a huge sports bar making thousands upon thousands of dollars a month. Um, I was you know, dating a very attractive woman at the time. We both had, I had a 300ZX, she had a 3000GT. We just thought we were the hottest shit ever. And one day I'm trying to get back into, uh, I'm at a stop light and she decides that she wants a McRib from McDonald's. And I'm in the left-hand turn lane to go into Jefferson Commons, our apartment complex at the time. 
And so I put on my right-hand blinker to go in front of the car, figuring that they could see my blinker and that they would just let me go. Well, they didn't see my blinker. They didn't because there wasn't like the side mirror blinkers that there are nowadays. Like they were side by side with me. They just didn't see the blinker. So they gun it from the line like any person would. They just, did they even gun it? They probably just hit acceleration, pardon the French. They just went. So I took it that as some ego slight. Like, how dare you not let me into your lane? Don't you see my blinker? How dare you not be polite? So I accelerate in front of the car behind them, and now I'm behind this RAV4 who didn't let me go because they didn't know I wanted to go. But that wasn't enough. And anger took over, and I and I accelerated. I went around them. So just picture, you know, I just changed, wildly changed lanes, accelerated, and then got back in front of this Rav Four. And that's when I decided to short stop them. I decided to check their brakes, and I slammed on my brakes out of anger that this person who didn't even know I wanted to get in their lane wouldn't let me in their lane. And instead of slamming on their brakes. They reacted completely differently than I had imagined they would, and they yanked their steering wheel to to completely to the left, turning their car perpendicular at, at forty miles an hour. They hit the median, and their front end of their car bounced up so high. I'll never forget it. Just it was so high that when it landed, the 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 percussion of it landing down caused the back end to fly over, and the whole car flew in the air a good six feet over the rest of the median and landed in oncoming traffic where it was T-boned by a Cadillac. That person spent months in traction and in cast. The the senior citizen couple that was in the Cadillac, they had to go to the hospital and they were checked out. Ultimately, they walked away from the whole thing fine, but they were very old and it could have been very, very bad for them. And so many more things happened before in order for me to get you to the conclusion of this story, I'm going to skip over for the sake of, ultimately, I barely got in trouble for this. It was, I got an illegal lane change ticket. I took some points on the driver's license. I had to go to court for it. And that was that. The person in the RAV4 wasn't even at the court case to hear me or see me or anything. I burned that moment into my mind because it was in that moment that I realized that road rage could kill someone. Road rage could forever change someone's life, and it could absolutely forever change mine. I'm blessed in that moment that I didn't that I didn't have my life changed, that I didn't end up in cuffs, that, that they didn't t- you know take me in because what I did was so dangerous. Slamming all my brakes in front of someone, there was no cars in front of me. There was no reason that I needed a brake like that. There was no reason that this person would even have thought I was going to hit my brakes. They're in a RAV4. I'm in a 300ZX. My car sits low to the ground. They definitely could see over my car. They definitely knew that there wasn't anybody in front of me. There's no way they could have anticipated me slamming on my brakes and going from like 60 miles an hour down to 30. And it was in a 40-mile-an-hour zone. By this point, we had all reached our at least the minimum speed limit for this road. I didn't even take into account that their reaction time was not going to be able to handle what I did. I was just so angry and so seething for no reason. For it, it made, I mean, I looked, I looked back at it from the moment it happened, and I've, and I've never th- forgotten this moment. And I've seared it into my brain watching that car flip. And I didn't even know about the, their, their health, what happened to them, until I ended up going to court and, and, and standing in front of a judge and explaining myself for the illegal lane change. 
And I mean, the whole he gave me like thirty seconds. Like, sorry, I changed lanes, and then I could have sworn something ran out in front of me, and I just hit the brakes really fast. I mean, I'm completely bullshit at a story, and I'm blessed again that I came out of it unscathed. But that person didn't. That person in the Rav Four did not come out of it unscathed. They spent months, months, trying to recuperate from something I did because I was an asshole. Seconds for an accident. It can take a lifetime to make up for it. I seared it into my brain because in that moment, I wanted to always remember that road rage could lead to death. Road rage could lead to somebody else's life being ruined by my behavior. And that is not, that is not okay. That is not even, that does not even begin, the word intolerable doesn't even begin to cover the scope of how much that behavior is not okay. And you are sitting in your prime spot from 18 to 25. And you're, and if you're not thinking about how your behaviors could radically change your life, you might find yourself in a RAV4 300ZX moment. I had this in this, I had this moment in my, in this window. It was, I was probably right around that 22 to 23 range, right? I don't want you to have to have your own RAV4 moment. If you're out at a bar and you see someone pop off and they get cold cocked, sear that into your brain and realize that popping off to somebody while you're drunk could lead to you getting your shit knocked out of you. Oh, I'll sue them. I'll take them to court. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Okay. Maybe. And maybe that works out. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're found at fault too. And now you get no money and now your jaw's wired shut. Oh, I'll I'll drive my bicycle in front of their car. If they don't see me and I get hit, I'll take them to court and I'll get $30,000. I'll get a million dollars. You won't get a million dollars. You won't. It just, somebody, you're going to sue another college student for a million dollars? That's not even going to, they don't even have a million dollars. There's a max out on insurance for what you can get. It's not like you're going to be able to just roll around, you know, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice, throwing hundos around for the rest of your life because you got hit by a car because you didn't decide to look both ways before crossing, even if you technically had the right of way. Understand that there's no free lunch here. If you've got that mentality where, oh, if somebody hits me, I'll just sue them. Okay, and you might walk out of it with a hundred grand and you might also walk away from it with a limp for the rest of your life. You might walk away with debilitating injuries that never quite heal, and you'll take that hundred grand and you'll do whatever you will with it. And when you're 57 years old, you're going to need a new hip and two new knees and a new shoulder. Don't put yourself in a position where you are forever going to have to remember a moment in your youth that haunts you till the day is long. I, I seared that wrath for memory into my brain because I never wanted to act or behave that way again. I want you to be able to have your own RAV4 moment, but not experience it. See somebody else do something and say, you know what? That's what anger does. That's what not controlling your emotions does. When people say, okay, Jesse, well, then tell me how to handle my emotions and anger. Look, I Googled something. It's how to control anger, 25 tips. Most of them are what to do with the anger once you've already walked away from the situation. What you have to realize is that that space between the stimulus and your reaction or response, that's where the magic happens. And you can only get better at elongating the period from when you're stimulated to into anger and what you either react or respond with by practice, by by doing it by finding if somebody leaves a spoon in the sink do you just let yourself get super angry and for the next 10 minutes you're quietly pissed off work on that 
and somebody says something to you that gets you that that, that sets you off, do you immediately about face turn around and start screaming at them? Work on elongating that period between the stimulus and the reaction and the response. It takes practice. It takes effort. It takes a willingness to set the ego aside and realize sometimes other people are getting triggered too. Do you really want to follow them down that path? Do you want to be more mindful about what it is you can be doing for yourself? This is extremely important that you practice this. And there's opportunities where it means a lot less. Spoons in the sink, shoes on the floor, didn't take the garbage out, you know, showed up late to lunch, didn't get their part of the project done on time. There are tons and tons and tons of opportunities that you will notice now that I brought this up where you can start to manage your emotional reactions better and come from a place of emotional grounded response. When you practice that on the little things, when somebody on a bicycle cuts you off and you almost get in an accident with them, you won't find yourself being chased down the street by a bicyclist, possibly having your life forever change. I cannot stress this enough because it can take seconds for an accident. It can take seconds to react with anger, and it can take a lifetime to make amends for. All right, my friends, the power of positive energy, release and flow, inclusivity over exclusivity. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 